Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 40 of the Talk in the Line podcast. That's right, the big 4-0. We are over the hill. Thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Wednesday of bets. Before we dive deep into today's action and talk the lines that we found the value on today, take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the TTL podcast on. If you enjoy the sound waves that are coming out of whatever device you are currently listening to our podcast on and you do have a brief moment and you could be so kind, go ahead and leave us a review. We certainly do appreciate those five stars and a quick comment if you do have the time. Last but not least, if you're looking for other TTL crew content, head on over to this episode's description where you can locate the TTL link tree with Within that link tree, you will obviously find all of our content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen, gamblers, high, low, far, wide, left, right, and center, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Sroka, and joining me on today's podcast, as per usual, is the co-host of the TTL pod, a young man who is a little bit chapped by his white socks letting it go in the late innings last night, and is also a little bit chapped by the manager of that ball club itself, which we will definitely talk about a little bit in the banter minutes. Without further ado, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, joining me today, Riley Armax Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, the vibes are still decent over here. I'm feeling quite all right on this Wednesday morning, and we are, uh, you know, rolling in. Getting uh getting some revenge again today, the Sox. Uh, we'll talk about all that later on. But hey, Absolutely. the vibes are still good. We're still at the top of the division, still at the top of the AL, uh, or at least right around there. And uh, we're going to go from there. There you go. Vibes still good. The spirits are still high in the White Sox fan base and in the clubhouse there. So hopefully the Sox can keep it rocking and rolling. Might have a few plays on them today as well again. Chapped was a good word, though. Yeah. That was an accurate word. <laughs> a little chap for you. A little chap for you. Uh, coming off of yesterday, my man, I am keeping the money train on the fucking tracks. I am 7-0 and on my personal TTL plays, excluding 
yesterday's TTL showdown, which I will so handily bow down to you. You are the winner. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, uh, I'm digging you in a deeper hole there, yeah. man. If you didn't catch yesterday's pod, uh, we had a TTL showdown between me taking the Hornets at plus three and Mags taking the Pacers at minus three. We all saw what happened there. It was never close at any point in time, and Mags got the very easy victory with the Pacers minus three. Yeah. I mean, you're cooking along with these podcast yeah. picks this week. I'm doing, uh, you know, I'm pretty much breaking even on the podcast mm-hmm. picks. I'm going to get it going here, but I've been, uh, you know, keeping it positive on my uh, side picks off the pod. So, I yeah. mean, we're both rolling right now. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, we both are staying even more positive racking in even more dough off of the podcast Mm -hmm. so these are just our favorite plays of the day but if you want our other best bets the other props the other lines the totals everything else that we smash in on a day in and day out basis follow us on the action network hq app if you have not gotten the action network app yet you are missing out download that bad boy even having the free version Mm -hmm. makes it so much better for you to be able to bet and gives you so much good analysis so follow at talking the line follow me at cash underscore with underscore colt and follow our mags at our mags all on the action app I think I'm going to take a break from the daily draw today, partner. A little bit of a rough start here. I went 0-2 to start the week. 0-3 at the end of last week. I hit Monday and Tuesday, and then it got a little cold. And then started looking at some lines today, and not a whole lot of pitching matchups that I say, ah, yeah, there's going to be no runs in the first inning. Yeah, these balls are jumping uh, jumping off the bat early on in these games the last week or so. So I, I... think you need a nice little day off i think refresh i do as well refresh the brain however uh coming on today's pod we do have obviously your best bets of the day my best bets of the day uh if you haven't been to a wednesday podcast before our usual special play our baby our favorite special play the wednesday warrior we're also bringing in a little something new that we decided to implement give you guys a little extra juice we're doing the wednesday parlay pop off so get ready for that bad boy and then, as per usual, you know the crowd favorite Moneyline Dice has to make their appearance. And uh, we got a North Division NHL matchup. First NHL North Division Stanley Cup matchup dropping puck tonight. And the Moneyline Dice told us they got the play for it. So stay tuned for a little bit later on in the pod. The Dice are going to give us their plays there. A little redemption last night for the Dice. little redemption. We'll definitely talk about that on the Moneyline Dice segment. But for now. No more banter, no more gossip, no more of the nonsense that you could go to every other media outlet and find. You come here for the stone cold locks and cash in tickets with the TTL crew. So without further ado, let's get right into it. As per usual, we start things off here at the TTL pod with the crew's best bets of the day. We go our mags best bets and we go my best bets. Now, I saw my partner over there, gears grinding. The mind was spinning this morning. He was finding value all over the place, had so many picks, he didn't know what to put on the pod. So this man is overly confident we're getting positive today. I love the energy and vibes that I'm getting from him, and I am all over his plays right along with him. So that being said, partner, you have the floor. My man, thank you very much. First play of the day, MLB action, Red Sox, Blue Jays, 6.37 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm going to go with a little first five inning action here, Red Sox, first five money line. You've got Garrett Richards on the mound here versus Ross Stripling for the Blue Jays. 
Both of these teams have been uh, pretty evenly matched against righty pitching. However, Red Sox a little bit better in uh, runs per nine innings. Red Sox 5.19 runs per nine versus righties, while the Blue Jays are 4.92 runs per nine versus uh, righties. But the edge here goes to Richards over Stripling. Richards has been nothing special, but Stripling has been noticeably worse with a 5.91 ERA and a 1.69 whip. After getting shut up by Toronto's ace yesterday, Ryu, Boston is going to want to jump all over Stripling early on in this one. Red Sox are second in the league in first five runs with 3.33 per game, and they're actually tied for the best road record in the entire MLB at 12-6. and six. Now that's full game, so I mention that because a large part of that is because they are third in the league in first five inning runs allowed on the road with 1.78. So I really like the uh, I really like Richards to uh, be a little bit a uh, little bit better here than Stripling. I think Stripling might give a four or five runs here. Um, sure. So I'm taking the Red Sox first five. That's my first one here. You know I uh, will be man enough to admit that I just left the scene of the TTL. What was podcast. going on there, man? Uh, did forget the money line dice ah, in ha, ha. the lab. So had to dip out real quick. Uh, caught the end of what you were saying there, bits and pieces. Uh, loved all of that. I'm going to have to go back and listen to a little bit more. But from what you were telling me uh, before we started recording from some of the things that you said you were going to say, I absolutely love the Red Sox first five money line. I liked them on the full game as well. One of the better teams on the road and as a road underdog. So I think that they get this job done rather convincingly tonight after a rough loss to the Blue Jays last night. Correct. Pretty much what I said. Hey, how about that? <laughs> I know you. That's why you're my partner. Let's well, if roll. you missed it, because I know you like this stat. Um, third in the league in first five inning runs allowed on the road, 1.78. Give it to me all day long. All okay. Right. Second play now. Second play. Pirates versus Cardinals, 6.45 p.m. Central Standard Time. I am going with the Cardinals minus one and a half for the full game. You've got Trevor Cahill on the mound versus Jack Flaherty. Few factors I like in this game. Uh, Flaherty has a 2.47 ERA over his eight starts on the season. Cards have won every single one of those games by at least two runs. That's eight. He is seven and zero. Again, seven decisions. The Cards themselves eight and zero in those starts by at least two runs. His most recent two starts: thirteen innings pitched, zero earned runs. Flaherty uh, also has some strong success against Pittsburgh in his career. Now, Cahill on the other side here has been all over this. Pl- oh, excuse me, all over the place this year. He has a 5.97 ERA, including a five earned run outing against these Cardinals. In his seven starts, the Pirates have lost five of those games by at least two runs. Six, uh, one and six in those starts, five of them by at least two runs. Last, uh, lastly, Cards are second in the MLB against the run line, 26 and 16, 12 and nine at home. So I really like Flaherty to keep it rolling against the Pirates today. Third and final play, keeping it uh, keeping it nice and hot here with the NBA. Okay, all right. Warriors versus Lakers, marquee matchup of the night. I am going with the Lakers minus five. I know you like this one as well, partner. Lakers are starting to get healthy here. A lot of a uh, lot of negative talk around them the last few weeks. Yes, Things sir. were not looking great. However, Mr. LeBron James is back. Yes, he sir. looked pretty solid there at the uh, last couple of games. Uh, they've won the last two games. One over New Orleans. The other over Indy. Who, as we saw last night and the last week or so, they've been looking pretty hot themselves. Yes, sir. 
Warriors also playing pretty well, but the factor for me is that the Lakers, um, excuse me, the Warriors can't stop both AD and LeBron. They true. just don't have the firepower. Excuse me, firepower for it. Very true. Absolutely, I uh, am right there with you. I'll let you catch your breath just a quick second here, partner. <laughs> get uh, get your uh, wits about you there on your notes. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you on the Lakers. I think that the combo of AD and LeBron being back healthy, we saw LeBron on Sunday night looking real good going to the rack. So I think we see a lot of that against a weak Golden State defense tonight. Yeah, little uh, little too good. It didn't uh, quite look, uh, you know, how he was talking where he was saying he's not 100%. I think he's full of shit. Yeah. He is looking fine. It's playoff LeBron time. Uh, but anyways, Lakers have won each of their last two games this year against these Warriors by at least 30 points. AD will have his way. And if LeBron is 100% healthy like he looked like last week, this might be another double-digit win. They just can't stop both of them. The only way it, I think it comes close is if Steph is not even just good stuff, wildly unconscious stuff, you know, 10 for 14 from three, something ridiculous like that. Uh, but I think the Lakers have the recipe to slow him down. So I think it's a double-digit win for the Lakers here tonight. I would have to agree with you. I love all of your plays up and down the uh, slate today. I am right there with you and will promptly be hammering those bad boys in as soon as we get off of recording today's podcast. So in case they missed it, for the kind degenerates that stopped by episode 40 of the TTL podcast today, give them to them one more time. All right, right down the line here, Red Sox first five money line, Cardinals minus one and a half on the full game, and the Lakers minus five over the Warriors tonight. There you have them, our mags best bets of the day. If you're riding with my partner on his plays, make sure you promptly hammer those bad boys in at whatever the current best line you're finding them at on your favorite sports book. And now it's time for my best bets of the day. Obviously, being the second half of the TTL crew, I got to give you mine as well. So let's get right into it. I'm going back to the well a few times here, so you'll soon be finding out what I have. But I am bringing you five best bets today. Two of those bets are coming out of the same game, so I kind of sometimes like to make it say it's four bets, but it's technically five. So let's get things started. First pick I am taking today. I am going with the White Sox first five money line. Love it. Let me go back to the well. I knew you would, partner. The White Sox have been insane in the first five innings. Today on the mound, you got Giolito taking the bump for the Sox and Shoemaker taking the bump for the Twins. Giolito's had his struggles this season. I know you'd be somebody who'd be there to say that right as well, but he does hold decent underlying stats. Even though he's 2-4 and four with a 4.97 ERA with those couple bad games against Detroit, Kansas City, Boston, he's been solid outside of that. He does have a 274 batting average, 333 OBP, and an 874, or I'm sorry, the wrong wrong number. Uh, Giolito has a 222 batting average, 300 OBP, 50 Ks, 18 walks, and holds a 1.30 whip. Okay. So he has very solid underlying numbers. Now, for as uninspiring that Giolito has been, 
Shoemaker has been 10 times more uninspiring. Right. He is also 2-4, and four, but holds a 6.62 ERA, mm-hmm. so even worse. Has a 274 batting average. This is what I was saying just a moment ago. 274 batting average allowed, 333 OBP, 874 OPS, 23 Ks, 12 walks, and holds a 1.44 whip. Yeah, I'm glad you clarified that, because yeah. when you were saying it for Giolito, yeah, I was like, those absolutely. aren't, those aren't so, good. <laughs> I, uh, I just looked one line below yeah, yeah. Uh, Giolito versus Shoemaker stats. So those are the... Uh, stats that I was really looking at for the pitching matchup there. I absolutely love Giolito over Shoemaker and the Sox to destroy Shoemaker all day long. First five inning runs per game. Chicago White Sox still first in the MLB, averaging 3.95 runs per first five innings and averaging 4.2 runs per first five average on the road. The Minnesota Twins, 11th in the MLB, first five inning runs per game, averaging 2.58 with 2.45 average at home. First five inning runs per game allowed. I absolutely love this stat when looking at these first five plays. Chicago White Sox, third in the MLB, 1.833 first five inning runs per game average allowed and 1.95 away. Minnesota Twins, 24th in the MLB, 2.88 average first five inning runs per game with a 2.95 average at home. The weather today is going to play a big factor. I do believe the wind is blowing straight across the outfield from right to left at about 10 miles per hour. It's not going to be a big home run game, and that is something that the Twins have hung their hats on over the last month in order to generate them any type of runs and offense. We've seen the Sox. They are a home run team, but that is not something they've been depending on to get runs across the plate here over the past couple weeks. They've been playing small ball. They've been getting the runs where they need them, and they've been not leaving runners in scoring position, which is one of my biggest pet peeves on the planet. Uh, Outside of the Yerman Mercedes drama, which we'll talk about a little later, I think the Sox are just kind of pissed off as a team from all of that in general. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Whether it's at the Twins or at their manager, they they shouldn't have blown the game last night. It looked like they were winning in spite of their manager. So they're going to be pretty pissed (laughs) off coming into this game today. The Sox are actually third in the MLB in batting average with 261, and I think that's going to lift them plenty high against the struggling Twins team tonight, and they uh, look to at least get the first three games out of this four-game series. I think they even got the ability to get all four. And last but not least here, I said the White Sox have been a wagon to the first five. If you don't believe me, on the season, 26-6-7 straight up to the first five money line. A $100 better would be up $1,266. Away, they are 12-2-3 straight up in the first five innings. A $100 better would be up $744.10. And in their last 10, Seven two and one straight up in the first five hundred dollar better would be up two sixty eight ninety five. So the Sox have been an absolute wagon in the first five, and they continue to do so against this same Twins team that they've been putting the hammer down on all week long. First play of the day: White Sox first five money line. Love it. Second pick of the day. Here we go. I'm really going back to the well with this one, kids. I've already played it twice this week, but I don't give a damn. I'm going against all of the cardinal rules of betting because everything is lining up for this matchup once again. And if you didn't listen to me on Monday, you didn't listen to me on Tuesday, you better listen to me today because it's happening again. That's right. I'm taking the Giants' first five money line here once again. On the mound for the Giants, you got Gozman. And on the bump for the Reds, you got Mr. Miley. Gozman's been that workhorse for the San Francisco Giants this year. He's 3-0, holding a 
point or a 1.84 ERA, 59 Ks, 12 walks, 218 OBP, and holds a 0.84 whip over there, partner. Over his last four starts, he's pitched 26 innings and only allowed three runs. This is not the guy that the Reds are trying to find their offense against. Not at all. No. They need somebody a lot less powerful to try and get themselves out of this slump that they've been on. Now, Gozman did face the Reds already once this season on the 13th of April. He went six innings, allowed four hits, had seven Ks, two walks, gave up two homers, and five earned runs. So I'm smelling a serious bounce-back game from yeah. Gozman here because after that game, he has lit it up all across the stat line. One of the best in the leagues after that. One of the best in the league after that, no doubt. And Miley, he has been solid for the Reds, taking the bump. He did get that no-no this year. I do not remember who that was against. Either way, besides the point. I want to say Cleveland. I think it was. Yes, Cleveland, 3-0 it was. 4-3 is Miley currently record-wise. He has a 3.69 ERA. He's gotten 32 Ks, allowed 11 walks, has a 256 OBP, and holds a 1.05 whip. He has also pitched against these same Giants back on April the 12th, so one day before Gozman. Five innings pitched, two hits, three Ks, one walk, no earned runs. I see a very, very different story happening from that. Maybe a little flipperoo. A little flip-flop between these two pitchers, especially with how hot the Giants' bats have been lately. And ever since that game, the Giants have consistently gotten better and better and better. And now we are well over a month since that game was played. Weather today in this matchup, wind blowing straight in from right again, about 10 miles an hour. So it's going to be another cutting the ball down. Maybe we'll see a laser over the wall like we did from the Giants last night. But I think it's going to be another giant small ball game, getting runners on base, slapping them around, getting some runners across the plate. First five inning runs per game, San Francisco 13th in the MLB, averaging two 2.52 first five inning runs, averaging 2.46 on the road. Cincinnati actually eighth in the MLB, 2.70 average. However, they also average 3.89 at home. Now, those are some big numbers, a lot better than the Giants in that category are the Reds. However, the Reds have not been playing like their average numbers so far in the first two games of this series. They can't simply depend on Jesse Winker for every single one of their runs. It's just not something they can do. Uh, First five inning runs per game. San Francisco still first in the MLB, baby. 1.48 average and allowing 1.71 on the road. Cincinnati almost dead last, 29th in the MLB, 3.10 average and 2. 0.74 average at home. I think both of those factors play very large into this matchup. Once again, Giants won the first five on Monday, four to nothing, won last night, three to one. The Reds are having a terrible time generating any type of offense. As I mentioned, they cannot depend on Jesse Winker for their run production. It's just not something they're going to happen. And the Giants, they're getting this job done easily tonight between behind the dominant arm of Gozeman. So for my second pick, the Giants, first five, money line. Going back to the well, boys. And for my third pick, my actually my third and fourth picks here today, for the first pick, I am taking the Marlins' first five run line plus a half. I absolutely love this. Once again, the pitching matchup is what really keyed me in on this game. So let me tell you why. You got Trevor Rogers on the mound for the Marlins and Zach Eflin on the mound for the Phillies. Rodgers has been incredible 
incredible. That's right. I'm adding extra syllables because of how badass this man has been. He's five and two with a 1.84 ERA, 197 batting average, 285 OBP, 581 OPS, 57 Ks, and 17 walks. He has been de lean. Yeah. No question about it. Miami is 3-1-1 one, and one straight up in the first five innings and Rogers' last five starts as well for a good stat there for you. Eflin has been solid as well for the Phils, but he struggled against teams that can really put the bat on the ball. He is 2-2 two and two with a 3.86 ERA. Currently holds a batting average allowed of 272, 290 OBP, and a 725 OPS. In the last five Eflin starts, the Phillies are 2-2-1 two, two, and one straight up in the first five innings. And in the full games, they are 2-3 and three straight up in the last five Eflin starts. They have not been getting better. They've actually been getting worse when Eflin takes the mound as evidence against a really rough outing against the Washington Nationals a few days back. Last time the Marlins faced Eflin was on September 13th of 2020, and they let him have it. The Marlins won that game 8-1, to and it was never close for a single half inning. First five inning runs per game, Miami 29th in the MLB, averaging 1.85, with two average on the road, exactly 2.00, and Philadelphia 20th in the MLB, averaging a few more runs, 2.36, but also 2.00 runs per first five innings at home home. I love that. Uh, similar numbers there. First five inning runs per game allowed. Miami 12th in the MLB, 2.32 average, 2.83 average away. And the Phillies 11th in the MLB with a 2.29 average, 1.60 at home. So the Phillies obviously are looking a little bit better in those categories. But the reason why I wanted to bring those up is even though the Phillies are better in the runs per game department and runs per game allowed department, it's not been the same with Eflin on the mound, and it's not been the same over the course of the last 10 games. The Phillies have really struggled offensively. They're without Didi Gregorius. He's questionable. He's been banged up. A lot of the other Phillies lineup has been banged up as well. So it's just really a toss-up what you're going to get, if any production at all, from the Phillies. Uh, Miami's 2-2-1 straight up in the first five innings in their last five games. Phillies are 0-4-1 straight up in the first five innings in the last five games of theirs. The Phillies lost the first five yesterday, one to nothing, even though they won that game outright. And the offense has just not been producing. And I don't think you're going to bank on it uh, getting producing at all against the dominant arm of Rodgers. Yeah. And he is not the guy that they want to come out of this slump on once again, quite similar to my uh, analysis there for the Giants. Right. So for my third pick, I'm taking the Marlins first five plus a half. For the second play out of this game, I told you I had second plays. I'm not going to get too in-depth into it because a lot of my analysis uh, for the first five play plays into the money line as well. My first five run line plus a half is going to be a full unit play, and I'm also taking the Marlins money line on the full game for a half unit play. So for the two plays coming out of this one, Marlins first five plus a half and for a full unit and Marlins full game money line plus a half unit. So make sure you lock those bad boys in. And I told you I had five. So there's one, two, three, four. And for the last one, make this one short and sweet because I've given you a bunch of information to digest on my first four plays. I'm going back to the well once again, partner. Similar to my Monday play, I'm headed on over to the NHL in the matchup between the Predators mm -hmm. and the Hurricanes. Once again, if you missed Monday's pod, it's the same bet I took. But here we go. 
Carolina Hurricanes minus one and a half. You are getting some considerable juice on this right now, plus 146 on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. They did the job considerably, considerably well on Monday night. Won the game five to two. And similar to my analysis on Monday, there was a lot of sharps on the Preds in this game. Reason being, the Preds had won the previous two matchups by a combined score of 8-1. to one. I told you Carolina had quit playing at the end of the year. They were resting a few players, making sure they were ready for this first round because they saw that they could potentially be playing the Predators. We saw Monday night... The Predators have no business being in the Stanley Cup playoffs. No. They looked completely outmatched, both on the offensive, on the defensive side. It wasn't a back and forth. They went up 1-0 early, and then from then on, it was complete domination by the Carolina Hurricanes. It's going to be back in Carolina again tonight. I don't know if you happen to see any of the Twitter videos out there of the Carolina Stadium when those boys electric. took the ice, but electric in all capital letter- yeah. letters, my friend, it was ridiculous and I think that that crowd is going to boost them up for another victory one final thought here on this one in one two three four five six seven eight games this year 10 games total that the Carolina Hurricanes have played the Predators in eight games the Predators have won and in seven of those games including Monday's games they've won by at least you said two. the Preds or I'm sorry uh and the Hurricanes have won eight out of those games and in seven of those games, including Monday's game, the Canes have won by at least two goals. Love it. Most of the time, by three goals. So that's my analysis there for my fifth and final pick of the day. I'm taking the Carolina Hurricanes minus one and a half puck line. Take it back up to the top. Get out your sports books. Get ready to hammer them in if you missed them the first time around for my five best bets of the day. I am taking the White Sox first five money line, the San Francisco Giants first five money line, the Miami Marlins first five run line plus a half for a full unit play, the Miami Marlins full game money line for a half unit play, and the Carolina Hurricanes minus one and a half on the puck line. Lock those bad boys in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little dough down, whatever you enjoy saying, just get those bad boys smashed in at whatever the current best line you can find them at on your favorite sports book. And there you have it the TTL Crew's best bets of the day. That does it for the first segment today. You got Mag's picks, you got my picks. Let's get on into the special play of the day, the second segment of the day, the Wednesday Warrior. If you haven't been around before, if you're new to the TTL podcast, this is one of our favorite special plays because it's one of the ones we stay the hottest on. Sure is. And it just so happens that we get to bring back one of our babies, the team that we loved putting in the Wednesday Warrior spot so much, and they have a very, very good opportunity to keep that trend rolling. They do. Partner. I'm going to let you tell these kind of degenerates who we're taking today. What do we got? My man, potentially for the last time, you said they are our babies, and we do have to take them at least one last time. Maybe maybe they'll give us another chance. We'll see. I don't know. So we got to at least, uh, you know, we got to take them right now just in case. Get it while the getting's hot, yeah. if you will. And, uh, you know, it's not just for that reason. There's actual reasons why. <laughs> There's some serious reasons behind it. But. Um, <laughs> anyways, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, first Game of the night for the NBA play-in slate. We are taking out of the Spurs versus Grizzlies. We are taking the Grizzlies minus four. Grizzlies have been cover machines all season long. They are forty-two and thirty ATS on the season, twenty and sixteen at home ATS. They are five and one straight up 
over their last six games. These Spurs stumbling into this game two and eight straight up last ten. Stumbling and bumbling. Stumbling Hard. and bumbling. Hard. Memphis handled the last two games in this matchup uh, versus the Spurs this year by 17 and 31 points. And in those two games, Memphis had seven and then nine players scoring double digits. Talk about some depth. Talk about some efficiency. Talk about sharing the damn ball. They've had their number this year. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, to you know, basically hammer that point home, I think this is just a bad matchup for the Spurs. Grizzlies have a better starting lineup. They have better depth. And I think they dominate the Spurs by at least double digits again. Grizzlies don't want to be down and out. They, uh, I don't know if they would have a chance versus the Warriors-Lakers, but, I mean, they would certainly put up a nice little fight. Uh, but nonetheless, I just love this matchup for the Grizzlies. Grizzlies, and I think they handle them by double digits. I would more than 1,050% concur with everything you just said there. That was one of my main sticking points at the two previous games this season. I, I mean, it wasn't even close. Right. And I know this is playoff basketball, and I know it's a whole different type of atmosphere, as we heard from the Pacers players last night, but I don't think that's anything you have to worry about, and I think the, the Grizzlies get this done rather handedly. So for today's Wednesday Warriors special play, the pick for the special play, the Memphis Grizzlies minus four. Lock that bad boy in. And if you didn't know why they're the Wednesday Warriors, it's because they cover in every spot you put them in. High, low, middle, in between, underdog, favorite, home away. They get the job done. The Memphis Grizzlies today at minus four is the Wednesday Warrior. My man, before we uh, dive into the next one, Wednesday Warrior favorite of the NBA season, Grizzlies or Knicks? Whoo, shit. I would have to say Knicks. I mean, I guess the Knicks were the best team ATS. Yeah, so. I would have to say Knicks just because they were great against the ATS. Uh, yeah, if you guys don't know, we did uh, Wednesday Warrior uh, every single Wednesday. Um, have been since even the newsletter. Yeah. And, uh, for the NBA been, season, it's been, been a lot of the Knicks yeah. and Grizzlies, <laughs> and they've of, worked out for us. A lot so. of Knicks and Grizzlies. So there you have it, the Wednesday Warrior. Let's move on along to the third segment of today's podcast. I mentioned it up at the top, and you might have wondered, what the hell is this guy talking talking about well you're about to find out i said we're bringing something a little bit new to the wednesday podcast and we're going to go ahead and implement this on every single wednesday podcast so you can look forward to seeing that and it is called the wednesday parlay pop-off you better believe it it's coming live to your eardrums now what we're doing with this for the essence of time for the essence of easeability, but also to give you a little extra juice. Yeah, We are going on Wednesday, since the special play isn't a parlay and it's just a single team, the Wednesday Warrior itself, we're going to make a parlay out of that. We're going to take one of Mag's favorite plays out of his best bets. We're going to take one of my favorite plays out of my best bets. And then we're going to take the Wednesday Warrior. We're going to parlay those bad boys up for a three-leg action and try and get that motherfucker to the window. It's a nice little juicy one today, my man. Oh, I do know, as I have already locked it in on the FanDuel okay. Sportsbook app, uh, if you have not yet, I suggest you do, partner. However, here is the Wednesday parlay pop-off. Now, you heard all, all of our analysis and everything behind it, so we're just going to skip over that and give you the play. So for the first leg for our mags pick, we are taking the Boston Red Sox, First five money line. 
For the second leg, we're for my pick, we are taking the Chicago White Sox first five money line. And for the third leg, obviously the Wednesday Warrior, the Memphis Grizzlies minus four. Those three legs, you parlay them together, you are going to get paid out over five to one odds Real Juicy plus 540, what I'm currently seeing on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And if you lock that bad boy in now, those lines are going to stay real good. And we're going to get that bad boy to the window. I love it. I promise you right now. We talked about it. I love the Red Sox first five money line. I absolutely love the White Sox first five money line. And the Grizzlies get it done handily by way more than four points tonight. So parlay those three plays. White Sox first five money line. Red Sox first five money line. And the Memphis Grizzlies minus four. Three legs. Parlay them together. Get the plus 541 odds. And get ready to run the Wednesday parlay pop-off parlay to the window this evening. Hammer it home. There you have it. Let's wrap up the betting portion of the TTL podcast today with the crowd favorite, Moneyline Dice. They are back. They are back, ladies and gentlemen. They are here, live in the flesh, coming off of a 2-0 evening, partner. Oh, yeah. They uh, decided to take the Penguins' money line last night and took the under- five and a half goals was seeming to be a little bit of a contrarian view to what a lot of people were thinking out there had the penguins a lot of people had the penguins but that over was what a lot of people were thinking but as we know looked a little sketchy in the second period there the dice know best the dice do know best. it did look sketchy but they know what they're doing so we said okay we got a north division matchup dropping puck tonight for the first time mm-hmm. i mentioned it at the top of the show the dice said hey this one's going to be a little bit of a toss-up. Let us ease your mind and take some of the weight off your shoulders. We'll give you the play you need to hammer in. So we said, oh, okay, Dice. Don't, don't let us overstep our bounds no by questions. any means here. So, if you didn't know, the North Division matchup tonight for the Stanley Cup first round of the playoffs. We're going to the matchup between the Winnipeg Jets and the Edmonton Oilers. At the time of recording currently, the Winnipeg Jets are the underdog. They are coming in as a plus 130 dog, and the Edmonton Oilers are the favorite at minus 150. So, the Jets are coming in as well as the away team, and the Oilers are the home team. So, you know the drill. You know the deal. Why even talk about it anymore? Let them do their work. Moneyline Dice, you have the floor. So for the first roll, as always, if you didn't know, we do home and away. Who are we taking? Are we taking the away team Jets? Are we taking the home team Oilers? Dice, let us know in three, two, one. Ooh, home team Edmonton Oilers. Oilers. All right. So for the first selection, we're taking the home team Edmonton Oilers. Now, are we taking them on the puck line? Or are we just taking their money line straight up? Do the dice think they're going to come out and put a whooping on the Jets? Or is it just going to be a little tight ending close matchup with a nice Oiler victory? In a three, in a two, one. That's a nice little money line once again on the edge of the table. Right on the edge. So for the first pick out of the Jets and Oilers matchup, the dice have selected the Oilers money line. And why not get a little crazy? Another over-under roll. This one is also set at 
six, actually. Not also at five and a half. Okay. This one's actually at six. So we'll see what the dice say. Over or under in three, two, one. Over. over. Wow. Gonna have a, Gonna uh, have a shootout. Sh- shootout and a half. Okay, so the dice have spoken. We will hear none of your bullshit bef- because they know all. They have selected for today's North Division NHL Stanley Cup matchup, the Edmonton Oilers' money line, and over the game total of six. No questioning, no debating, in the dice we trust. In the dice we trust. Lock them home. Let the dice get hot. Don't let the dice get hot here now. Don't let them get hot. They, they were five and fo- four and five, and then and, and we woke up this morning, and all of a sudden they're six and five. Don't let them get here hot. Here we go. Here we go. One more time, Edmonton Oilers, money line, and over game total of six, say the money line dice. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. We appreciate your help. We appreciate you. We love you. Oh, and by the way, before we get out of here uh, with the money line dice, if you want to get your own set, roll along with the crew or one of the amazing merchandise items that the Money Line Dice company has on their website, head on over to MoneylineDice.com. We'll drop the uh, link in this show's description. You can smash that, pick out whatever you want. Once you get to checkout, we got a nice code for you. Enter code TTL. 10 at checkout, you're going to get 10% off your first order on MoneylineDice.com. So be sure you hop on there ASAP. Get your own set. Stop racking your brain when you can't figure things out and just believe in the dice because they get it done for you. One more time at checkout, enter code TTL10 for 10% off your first order at MoneylineDice.com. There you go. There you have it. We have nothing more for you betting wise. You have our mags best bets of the day. You have my best bets of the day. You have the Wednesday Warrior special play and the first ever installment of the Wednesday parlay pop off. And not to mention the all knowing money line dice have given you two plays that you need to hammer in as fast as you can. That's it. That's all we have. Degenerates, if you are one of the kind gamblers that just stops by for the TTL uh, analysis, picks, insights, information, the good, regular, old-fashioned ticket cashing, thank you so much for stopping by. We're about to drop this thing into the second half, the banter minutes of the TTL podcast. If you want to stick around, absolutely. We'll be uh, hammering out some sports news, sports gambling news, and some TTL updates as well. However, if you're not sticking around, you just came for the locks. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for all the support from the bottom of our hearts, and we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday. For all of that being said, partner, let's drop this bad boy into first gear. Let's kick it back. Woo! All right, so uh, serious value on there on the uh, on the boards today. I love all three of your plays, my man. I uh, I had a couple other plays that I was looking at too. I got I got written down, so we'll see uh, what all I slap in on the yeah. action app there. But yeah, I am feeling real good about another another, another solid nice day today. Day, yeah. I mean, shit. I had a couple blow it in the 
late innings last mm. night. Otherwise, I mean, I still went nice positive, but I could have had like a plus six unit day if it wasn't for the Sox and the Angels blowing it late. But yeah. nonetheless, I still went positive. So hey, either way, no big deal. Uh, actually, I just looked to uh, while we're on at the money line dice. The total is now down to five and a half uh, minus one twenty on the five and a half mm. um, for the Jets and Oilers. So there you go, a uh, little update there as well. So. Uh, first thing I wanted to do here in the banter minutes, we kind of talked about it on Monday and we looked ahead probably by the time we get out tomorrow's podcast, the balls are already going to be flying. So what the hell am I talking about? The PGA championship is teeing off tomorrow. Yes, sir. Uh, if you didn't hear me as well, Colin Morikawa defending champ and the PGA tour pros are battling it out for an $11 million championship purse mm-hmm. starting on Thursday through Sunday. So I figured, why not? Let's do a little uh, live analysis, a little dive into the PGA Tour book. I currently have um, the FanDuel Sportsbook pulled up. Right now, Rory McIlroy is the plus 1,200 outright winner favorite. Okay. Thoughts on that? I like it, man. He won a couple of weeks ago. You know, if he's uh, if that man's playing uh, anywhere near his best golf, he's mm. probably going to be favored. I mean, maybe the only other person who could... Uh, you know, over overtake him for a favorite in a tournament like this. If he's playing his best, would be Dustin Johnson, maybe. Mm. And uh, you know, he's not playing his best. He's not playing terrible. But uh, you know, when Rory's playing his best, man, look the fuck out. Yeah, it, it's kind of a toss up for me. Uh, sometimes Rory, as we've seen over the past few uh, outings that he's had, he's he's come out, he's played really well, or he's been playing out of a pool. So it's like, what in the world? Yeah, he does have some issues keeping it together, you know, multiple weeks in a row. But, you know, he's a, you know, he's a public name. Yeah, absolutely. public name. Um, I would have to say my early favorite, um, just because of some of the play I've seen from him this year, and uh, just how I think the ocean course is going to play. I like JT. At plus six, Thomas? yeah, plus sixteen hundred odds. Um, we were on him back uh, for the for Masters, Masters yeah, yep. and uh, cashed him out on the Masters. I think this is another big stage for him. I don't believe he's ever got a PGA Tour championship. I'm almost positive he has not. Um, off the top of the dome, I couldn't really tell you. Kind of trying to look over there, you see if you. Have yeah, I mean, we're not golf experts. Yeah, we're not golf experts <laughs> by any means. But uh, just kind of forwardly looking ahead, I would uh, say JT at that plus sixteen hundred is going to be really solid. Um, really good, good spot to look there as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, to counter our, we're not golf oh, ex- experts. We did go positive on the Masters, so yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, JT actually has uh won the PGA Championship before. Uh, they have a tournament props on FanDuel ah, Sportsbook. That's his only major, actually. Top former winner Rory at plus two ten, JT plus two eighty, Morikawa at plus three ninety, Keegan Bradley at plus six fifty, and Kepka rounding out the top five at plus eight hundred. So, mm-hmm. going to be a little interesting there. We'll see exactly what all happens. They actually have some pretty sweet props here. Um, just for your information, I might do a little dive into those and maybe give out uh, some plays via Twitter. Um, just kind of doing this right on the spot without seeing all too much. Just wanted to give you a few early early outright winners. So you get some good odds on before you get into the weekend. Those odds start dropping. 
um, top USA player they have, top lefty they have, uh, top U- European player. Um, they, I mean, they have Irish player, English player, French player. They have all that GB Irie player, Scottish player. They have all of that for PGA props. Um, they have the matchup betting, which is extremely solid. Um, Morikawa Kepka is the first one that jumps off the screen at me. Actually, Kepka's the dog in that one. Get plus one thirty four right now for the uh, first round betting. So, actually, might uh, jump in on Kepka on that one as well. Maybe Kepka's been uh, he's been a little he's been a little shaky, a little so. shaky. But I mean, hey, at some point he's gonna he's gonna mm-hmm. shake that off, and he's a he's a big. Uh, big tournament player yeah obviously got uh finishing position and different stuff like that uh make miss cuts so i'll give you one uh long shot to think about here sam burns won three weeks ago uh the valspar championship may 2nd last week finished second place so whenever you got uh, someone who's winning a few weeks ago staying top of the leaderboard okay and he's at uh plus 5500 wow so I mean, so, I mean, plus a thousand to finish top ten. If you like yeah. any of that action, I, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm gonna hammer some of that. If I'm being yeah, honest. hey, I I actually like that a lot as well. Um, I actually just saw another little prop on here that I I really like. Uh, bogey free round. Uh, Rory McIlroy plus fourteen hundred favorite to have a bogey free round. Then you also have at plus fourteen hundred Spieth and Thomas. DeChambeau and Rahm right behind them at plus 1,600, and then DJ also at plus 1,600. So interesting there. Actually, a bogey-free tournament. JT, the favorite, at plus 470 odds for a bogey-free tournament. Doesn't that seem a little... That seems a little far-fetched. A little far-fetched, but... I, I, and then you also have Spieth and McElroy also at plus 470, bogey-free or a bogey-free round in the tournament. I'm sorry. The, oh, okay. It said okay, 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 bogey-free okay. tournament to have a bogey-free uh, round okay, okay, in okay. tournament. So you got to read the Even subtitles. Even still, though, I mean, <laughs> that's probably a little, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a tricky bet to That's a tricky bet, to hammer but in. Um, just kind of quickly looking at it, what I see there, I will most likely, uh, not most likely, definitely have some plays that I'll be putting out. So I'll do a little additional research on that and uh, be sure to th- toss some out there yeah. on the, uh, the Twitter sphere, see what we got. Yeah, the Sam Burns guy. I mean, shit, they got some good odds for him. You got plus money if he's top thirty. Yeah, Sam Burns is solid, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm huge on Sam Burns. So I, I think that, uh, that he might, he might even crack top five. I think he really it's might. Some juicy odds for him. Man. Yeah, I think, I think you're spot on with uh, some of that analysis right there. Maybe uh, a little, uh, maybe a little speed action up there too. Maybe a little speed action. It's gonna be hey. Either way, it's gonna be a hot competition. Yeah. It's going to be pressure packed, pressure filled. Love me some major golf. Actually, speaking of pressure packed, pressure filled, we had our fifth MLB no hitter last night. My man, they're handing them out like the, uh, pamphlets the, on the side of the street. These the pitchers days, man. are looking at pressure dead in the eye and saying, "Hey, fuck you. We're gonna get these no hitters anyway." I mean, this is incredible. Spencer Turnbull. Gets the no-hitter last night against the Mariners, and he absolutely dealt. It looks like uh, he was about to lose it in the eighth. Really scary. It was a tense moment. And then he came out and uh, struck out the last two batters he faced. It was absolutely beautiful. It was a late one, man. I went to yeah. sleep. Didn't even. I had absolutely no idea. I woke up. Mm-hmm. casually oh yeah he threw a no hitter yeah like, ah, it's just like whatever okay. now you know and i mean the fifth mlb no hitter man i mean it's man. still a hell of an accomplishment yeah. but i mean it just doesn't have the same luster as it did five ten years ago yeah it's wild how many that you're seeing it just goes to show that the velo is up the spin rates up the way pitchers are delivering is completely different i, I mean i think the pitchers got tired of getting bombed on so they started yeah. doing new stuff and i mean you're seeing it like uh, for instance you got 
pitchers on the Giants and Gozman and DiSclefani, who have consistently been trash over their careers in the MLB, and now they're out there pitching their freaking minds out. So yeah, I mean, look at my guy Carlos Rodon. He's been, uh, I mean, a lot of it's been injury issues over but his still, career for five still, straight iffy, years. But iffy. whenever he's in, he's been, you know you know four plus era and now he's looking like a potential Cy young candidate i mean it's yeah. Uh, yeah man i i don't know these pitchers are uh are really getting the job done this year and i would not be surprised if we see north of 20 no hitters 10 10 no hitters at least double digits at least crack the double digits i would say so? this year i would man motherfucker we I are know. we are it's a month May. into the season and we have five <laughs> a already month and so. a half and it's Oh, man. So I, I don't know. I have absolutely no idea, but I think that we do see quite a few more the way pitchers are pitching. I mean, and, I would say maybe earlier on in the season, the you know temperature is not as high, not eighty ninety, so the ball is not quite jumping off mm-hmm. the bats like it would. Sure. So maybe I would say it maybe slows down the pace, but I don't think you're far yeah, off on double no, digits. Not at all. Not at all. And actually, you mentioned your boy Giolito, and I had a little something extra. I wanted to uh, touch on your socks as well while we're on this MLB train. We wanted yeah. to ruffle up your feathers real quick, see uh, some of your perspective on this. I'll also give my perspective on this, and I think it's some hot horse shit. Um, but sticking with the socks, we all have heard... Yerman Mercedes, everybody losing their effing mind for him swinging on 3-0 and taking Williams Ostadio fucking deep (laughs) at the end of a game. Now, my opinion, swing away. The game was conceded. If you're going to put a position player in there to throw 46-mile-an-hour beach balls and the batter wants to swing away, if I was Williams Ostadio... I would hope he swings away at 3-0 and and pops the fucking ball up. Yeah. He just so happened to send it over the wall, mm-hmm. but it's part of the game. You conceded the game. If you conceded the game and put somebody who cannot even throw over 50 miles an hour on that mound against one of the hottest MLB teams, not only in batting average, in home runs, in OBP, and OPS. Not only that, but the hottest, one of the hottest hitters. One period. of the hottest hitters in Yerman Mercedes, and you're going to expect him not to do that? You're out of your fucking mind. Right. You guys are ridiculous. And even further, the point that I really wanted to hit on for you is now you got dumbass Tony LaRusa out there mm-hmm. on the mic saying that Yerman Mercedes is quote-unquote clueless and has no idea what he's doing out on the baseball field, and that was the most ignorant thing he's ever seen. My pal, I will step back for a minute. Thoughts on your White Sox and this nonsense right now? It's it's, it's strange, man, because... I, you know, where do we go from here? Because we're tops in the American League Central, 25 and 16. We're playing well. We blew it last night, but, you know, that wasn't any of the hitters. That was just some, uh, you know, bullpen mishaps. But Tony La Russa, I mean, would this, I, I it, it would shock me if he's fired, not because of his actions, but because he's buddy buddy with Reinsdor- the Reinsdorfs, mm. the family that owns the White Sox. Right. He was there. You, love, you just got to love. He was the their manager. Yeah, he was their <laughs> the owner of the White Sox and Bulls. He was their manager in the eighties. Jerry Reinsdorf was always always super butthurt, sad that he fired Larusso in the first place. Mm. So now he wanted to make for, up for it and bring him in in uh, in an era where Tony Larusso just doesn't fit in, and maybe yeah. the one team that stands for all of maybe not you know one of the top three teams that stands for changing the game and yes. progressing it their hashtag uh, as a team is hashtag change the change the change fucking the game. game yeah yes. i almost said it. it's not change the fucking game it's change the game <laughs> and and well not only that but now you also have half the team whether it's 
publicly in press conferences or in social media, you know, expressing like, hey, dude, do do your thing, do your thing. And, you know, Lance Lynn was like, yeah, that's all garbage. Like if a position player is in there, the game, like you accept that. I don't remember what exactly you said, right. but if a position player is in there, you're accepting the consequences of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you want to be upset that he didn't listen to a sign for a take, that might be one thing, sure. but it would shock me if someone's actually giving a, an actual take sign in a 15 to four game in the ninth inning. It's uh not, uh not, you know, it's not taking that seriously because there's a fucking pitchy uh, catcher on the damn mound. Right. Uh, it's, it, if I like I said, I would be shocked if he's fired just because he's so good friends with the Reinsdorf. But would this be the first time a Hall of Fame, like a surefire Hall of Fame manager, was fired off of uh, you know the a team that's leading their division in the middle of the season? Yeah. It would have to be, I would imagine. Yeah. But like yeah. I said, I don't think that's going to happen unless uh, unless the players, because I mean the players haven't been like fuck this dude, like we ain't doing, right. like they're still just fucking backing going out and up. doing their thing. Right. They're not really backing them up; they're just going Either out way. there and doing their thing. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's it's more of a story than it needs to be. A lot of heavy hearts in the White Sox fan base, just like why the hell do we need to deal with more drama? Yeah, more I mean, shit? can't we just be quiet and win some damn games? Like I we mean, should be in the spotlight for being a fucking sick team who's. First in the division, tied for first, right around tied for first, best record in the AL, despite some of the some massive injuries. I yeah. mean, yeah, I don't know. I think it's being blown way out of proportion, and uh, everybody needs to shut the hell up because it, it, it as everything we just said, yeah. it, there's there's no reason that he shouldn't have swung at their ball. There's no reason that he shouldn't have gone Yabo. You're looking, you're thinking that he's going to pop it out if you're Williams Ostadio. So. And then the Twins throw at him last yeah, night. Yeah, and, and it's then like, you're going to throw behind him. No, not to mention LaRusso said he was yeah, okay yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, that was the other part. Not to That's mention LaRusso was like, yeah, like, that was a good you, thing for dude. them to do. How about get the fuck this out of the building? This is a 1990, building, man. man. Get the even, fuck out of here. I'm not even a Sox fan and to me get the fuck out of the building yeah That's, I mean, we don't need you as our manager anymore uh however let's get you off that soapbox and me off that soapbox as we could go on for days on that end uh there also are some heavy hearts in another fan base the los angeles angels got some terrible news mm-hmm. yesterday uh t's and p's to mike trout he has a lower calf strain and looks like he's going to be out for six to eight weeks, partner. Did a little additional reading on it this morning, and now they're actually fearing for the worst, and it could potentially be end of the season until we see Mike ah, Trout back. That's rough, man. I mean, mm. uh, you know, they got two of the best players, if not the two best players in baseball. They're yeah. still an under 500 team. I right. mean, I don't know what happens now without Trout. Shohei's right. going to have a big old weight on his shoulders now, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, tough to see, man. You, you want to see the best players out on the field day in and day out, and uh, he uh, would be the best of the best. Yes, he is. So definitely T's and P's to him. Hopefully we see him back sooner rather than later. Uh, kind of saw some of the effects of that last night, the Angels not being able to pull that game back in close or at least flip the script mm-hmm. on that rather and uh, get the late-inning victory, something that Trutch, Trutch, Trout's clutch playing <laughs> ability um, is something that uh, definitely helps him with that. So definitely tease and piece of there. Uh, speaking of best players, we had one of the best players on the Celtics last night, arguably one of the best players in the NBA, at least top 10, I would say in my mind. Jason Tatum dropped 50 on the Wizards' yeah, heads last night. 
uh didn't even really pay attention to it all of a sudden looked up he had like 38 something and i was like oh my gosh he's gonna start going off here ain't he yeah i was watching the game i did not i i knew he was going off i wasn't looking at the stats and then i turned it off with about five minutes left because they pulled away but he right. did whatever he wanted with them man and it uh it was tough for the Wizards. We'll see uh, that Wizards-Pacers game is going to be a solid one, I think. I think so, too. I think the Wizards are going to come in pretty pissed off off of this uh, loss that everybody was thinking that they were going to win. They came in with the momentum. The Celtics came in down, injured, right. not really looking like they should be in this game. And, and hey, they said, hey, we're congrats. still the Boston you got a, Celtics. Congrats. You got a first-round matchup with the healthy New York or Brooklyn Nets. Excuse yeah. Me. Have, have some fun with that. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Celtics look uh, like the Boston Celtics. Celtics of playoffs past. Uh, one other thing I saw here too, uh, if you are a UFC fan, you will know this name if you're a deep fan. If you're a casual fan, if you're no fan at all, you might not have any fucking clue what I'm talking about, but I suggest you go look this young lady up. Tatiana Suarez, one of the baddest women on the planet, is set to make her UFC Octagon return in September of this year. Now, why haven't you heard much about her? Well, she was on the come up. She was on fire. She's actually 8-0. She won the Ultimate Fighter and was slated to absolutely take off. Well, they were partying. They were having a good time at a cookout at her house, her and her boyfriend. They were getting to talking shit. Oh, I bet I could submit you, blah, 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 blah. Started rolling around in the front yard. One thing leads to another, and Suarez has a broken hand and a concussion. So uh, she got to talking a little too much shit. Boyfriend uh, slapped her around. And not, not literally. It was all play fighting. Um, but, yeah, she got messed up. So she's been out for uh, just under two years or a little over two years, somewhere around there. So she was fighting at 115, and she said the weight cut was absolutely destroying her, absolutely killing her, and there were rumblings that she'd be one of the only gals to give Valentina Shevchenko a serious run for her money. So what does Suarez do? She announces that when she's coming back to the UFC, she's coming back as a flyweight. 125, Valentina Shevchenko's division. So she's coming back in with a bang in September. I just kind of wanted to get that out there. Um, Somebody that you should be having your radars up for potentially maybe go watch some videos on her get ready to see her back in the octagon that just got announced today and i've actually been waiting a while for uh, that news to drop so was super excited to see that so tatiana suarez coming back to the ufc hopefully we can finally get uh shevchenko some type of competition too many christmas i hope so and if anybody can i think it's eight no suarez we'll see what's up we'll see what happens when she comes back but uh also great ufc card coming up this weekend we'll definitely have some bets and some analysis on friday's pod for you so make sure you're tuned in locked in for that uh last couple banter things here um ttl updates we finally have everything set up uh to be live streamed live show on monday through friday starting next week next monday 5 24 at 8 30 a.m to 9 30 a.m uh, we typically start recording the podcast about 8 30 and then by the time we can get it uh broken down in the mp3 put out on the directories and everything then you get it Roughly around quarter to 10, 10 o'clock, somewhere yep. right in that ballpark. So we will uh, we will kind of adjust that. But the YouTube live show will be ready to rock and roll. We're tying up some final loose ends today uh, as far as the show, as far as the format, a couple other things. And then we will promptly 
lets you guys know that you can subscribe. This is where it is. This is the layout. This is what you should be expecting. All that stuff will be coming. So make sure you stay up to date and tuned in to all of our social medias. Stay coming around to the TTL podcast so you can get all of that good news in case we miss anything on the socials. Um, but you will 150% starting next week, day in and day out, the TTL crew will be changing rapidly as you know it. Yes, sir. Have some huge, huge, huge plans, content, ideas, thoughts, all of the above in motion, in the works. A lot of uh, grinding behind the scenes so we can uh, make this on the forefront as good and as great and as amazing as we want it to. We don't just want to roll some BS product out to you guys. We want to continue to entertain and educate and also give you guys some value along the way. So that is my two cents on some TTL updates. We'll just uh, keep pumping them out as we get them along. So make sure you are at the very least following us on Twitter so you can get all of the updates there. Before I wrap this up with some Motivation Minutes, partner... I got a pretty solid message to drop on these fools today, but uh, anything burning on the brain, burning on the heart, been festering deep down in your soul that you just wanted to regurgitate to the kind folks that decided to stop by episode 40 of the TTL podcast on this beautiful May 19th, 2021. How about some random uh, random stuff oh, here? Oh, a little Armag sidebar action? Sure, why not? Okay. okay. Uh, you know, it was... At- while we were doing the pod, I had uh, ESPN pulled up just for some random info, if need be. And uh, on the side here, apparently, Ily, you ever heard of Ily, the sport of Ily? Oh, Ily, yeah, yeah, Ily, yeah. I guess I don't know. Ily, yeah. Ily, yeah. Apparently, it's making a big comeback in Miami. It's thanks fucking to electric. Former college and pro athletes. It was big way back in like the 60s, 70s yeah, worldwide, yeah. right? Yeah, and, there's uh, actually an episode of Jackass. Back in the day, really? probably 2001, circa 2002, three, somewhere in there, and they go visit a professional highlight team in Miami, and these guys rocket oranges out of their highlight <laughs> fucking bats or oh, whatever shit, you call them to see that. at the jackass guys. And I'm talking about these oranges leave bruises the size of like basketballs. little oranges, yeah, like little oranges, and they're just and the, what it is is like the highlight guys they hold these like. They're almost like a, a full-size lacrosse scoop. So, like, you know, you have the Scooper, long stick, yeah. and then there's, like, the scoop at the end of the lacrosse stick. Mm-hmm. Well, this stick is just, like, the full-rounded whole thing. It's like a whole crescent, and then it has a handle on it. And I'm not – I have no fucking clue how the rules of the game work. Yeah, no idea. But I know they, like, scoop it up, and these guys will, like, spin yeah, around they, twice like, and launch just it. launch that thing sidearm. I mean, it is absolutely insanity. Sport so, of the future? Sport might, of the past? Uh, sport of the future? Ah, uh, hey, we'll have to see. I'm might have to do a little bit of research on that, see if I can get some rules, see if I can uh, pull my my uh, networks and my plugs at the old FanDuel Sportsbook. I was Sportsbook, about to say, if yeah. we can uh, get some high-ally <laughs> action on the books. So that's crazy, man. I had no idea. I hadn't heard about Neither that. Neither have I. That's fucking crazy. And then that was the first place my mind went to was that jackass segment I need to where watch they did that. the highlight because that was that. fucking hilarious. I do remember that. So uh, yeah, there's uh, there's our Max sidebar highlight making a comeback. Yeah, you know, maybe I'll come... Uh, 
uh, come prepared with some random shit like that these yeah, days. Yeah, a little sidebar since we aren't doing the RMAG sidebar on the uh, newsletter for the time being. Yeah. Give you the floor here. Why not? Sure. But let's wrap this bad boy up with some Colts Motivation Minutes. I told you I had a message for you today, and boy, oh boy, do I ever. Go for it. So I am a huge Ralph Waldo Emerson fan. Uh, his writings, the way he is just even down to just his basic quotes, uh, some of the way he just words things and views things really gets the brain working and really makes you think at things from a different perspective. And how can I apply this in my life? And, and every time I read an Emerson quote, that's the first place my mind goes is what is he really trying to tell me here? What, what, what? do I need to apply with this? Because every single thing he puts down is something that you can go down rabbit holes with and apply in your life and make your life better because of some of these and and something that I've done consistently in my life. So I wanted to share one of his quotes with you today and some of the thoughts and perspective behind that. So the Ralph Waldo Emerson quote today uh, is, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. So you think on that, um, just some opening thoughts, and he's talking in the tense of you're going through your journey. Mm -hmm. You're on the day-to-day path. You're doing your job. You got your friend group, or you're in with the crowd. You're doing what everybody's doing. It's the day-to-day path. Right. He then speaks in the tense of, don't go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. So don't just follow this path and be content and fall into the mundane day in and day out monotony, just doing your own thing. Why not step out of your comfort zone? Try stepping off the path when there happens to be a fork in the road and see what that path might lead to. Now, there's a few things that can come when you decide to make that decision. So the first thing is he's talking about don't fall in line. That's one of the main messages here. Don't just do what everybody else is doing because everybody else is doing it. The biggest downfall of our downfall, whatever you want to say, uh, of our generation is leading or or following the pack. Mm Mm-hmm. That with the 24-hour instant gratification of news and updates and the society we all know that we live in has just led into this big, I got to do what everybody else is doing or I'm not cool. Mm -hmm. And I could not tell you any more clearer that that is the furthest thing from the truth. In order to find your success, in order to find what you need to be doing in this life, You need to make your own path. Everybody else, the millions of other people, do not have your life. Mm -hmm. They don't do what you do. They don't have your thoughts. So why in the hell are you going to waste your time doing what they do? Right. Falling in line with the rest of them. Do you just want to be a gray blob just lost in the sea of everybody else? Right. Or do you want to be a shining star that is above and on the entirely opposite path of everyone else. One thing I wanted to kind of mention too is kind of a a visual perspective of how you can kind of uh, view this quote. So you're walking on your path day to day 
and you're seeing the common flowers. You're seeing a little rose here. You're seeing a daisy there. Everybody sees those roses. Everybody sees those daisies. You're just, it's the same path. It's the same thing. You can pick them. It's everybody has access to them. You make the choice when a fork in the road comes up to get off the path. You see some grassy area over to the right and you decide instead of wandering down this well-worn path, you're going to venture on out and see how your hiking shoes are. And as you start trudging your own path through the unknown and through the grass, you discover a flower that nobody else has ever heard of. Now, in real terms, in reality, you can continue to get those same opportunities that everybody else has, continue to get the same jobs that everybody else has, continue to fall in the same groups that everybody falls into, or you can make just a small little divert off the path and try and find your own way, and you might just stumble upon the most beautiful idea, relationship, or next move that you didn't even know was possible. And all it took was you stepping out of your comfort zone and just trying. And we actually had a loyal listener uh, reach out yesterday. I won't mention any names or anything, um, but uh, he said this was something that he had struggled with, stepping out of his comfort zone and trying to muster up the courage to, shit, man, I, I got a good paying job. But like, I, I don't really, I know a lot about this field unknown, but man, I fucking hate it. Like, I want to make some more money. I think I could get a flexible schedule. I think that I could spend more time with my wife and kids. Mm-hmm. And he took the courage to make that step. And it's played out absolutely beautifully for him. He makes more money. He gets more time with his wife and kids. All of that good stuff. And it it is so amazing to me when I am able to see people apply that in their own life because it's not easy. Right. It's not easy by any means to go on that path or that that uh, what, what's the what's the phrase the road less traveled the mm-hmm. path less traveled. It's not easy to do that. Because generally, when you have to make that decision, it means cutting out a lot of the things you're comfortable with right now, Sure. i.e. a consistent paycheck, a job to go to, whatever the case might be, it takes a lot of sacrifice in some of those comfortable areas in order to get on to these less worn paths and actually find those new opportunities in those new platforms that you can go on to. So... Leaving you today one more time with a quote and a final thought. Do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. Don't fall in line. Don't just do it because everybody else is doing it. If you have something on your heart, on your mind, on your soul that you cannot get out every single day you spend thinking about that thing, then go chase after it. Go make your own path. Don't worry if nobody's laid a path there before because then it's even going to be better when you do find that flower because nobody's found it before you. So go make your own path today. That's my Motivation Minutes. That's a good one. 
Appreciate it, my friend. I appreciate it. Waldo, uh, <clears throat> Ralph Waldo definitely gets my gears spinning like that sure. from time to time. So, and yeah, uh, the the listener I mentioned definitely wanted to shout him out there too because uh, him reaching out and saying some of those things. That's why I do these motivation minutes. You know, if if I reach one person, has the opportunity to get to the end of the podcast and hear my motivation minutes, and it gets their mind on a totally different track and makes them successful for the day. What's my definition of success? Happy, centered, and fulfilled. I did my job. Love it. And that's all I care about. So without further ado, there you have it. Episode number 40 of the TTL podcast, our mag's best bets, my best bets, the Wednesday warrior, the Wednesday parlay pop off the money line dice. We talked about the latest and greatest in sports news, sports gambling news and TTL updates and gave you a little bit of additional motivation. If you want anything else, we ain't fucking got it for you. Yeah. I don't know what I else mean. you need. I mean, you got <laughs> shit to make you money. You got shit that made you laugh. You got a little motivation and some extra stuff sprinkled all in between there. So, wrapping this bad boy up, partner, anything else you want to uh, mention, say, think, act, do? That I highlight thing was, uh, you know, all I had coming to the table. <laughs> I'm coming. ready to watch this jackass clip over absolutely, here. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So right at 1 minute 14, 1 hour 14 minutes, 30 seconds. Only going to take about 30 more seconds of your time. Thank you so much for all your consistent support and all your feedback over this journey. Thanks for coming back every single day. This would not be possible without each and every one of you. And we are only going to continue to make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each each and every one of you and give you the best value we can. From me and Max, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday. Unless you have other plans, let's cash some tickets.